moments will be lost in time. Like tears. it's one of my top 10 favorite films maybe like in the top five because it's so it's not even like as bizarre but it's just so 1950s it's like night it's like ending 1950s going into the 60s and kind of like leaving 1950s behind and it's i just really like the last like 30 minutes of the film (laughs) Like when, like where the actual fiends in that face show up? Yeah. <laughs> the the finale though, it goes hard. It's crazy. It's so good. And like leading up to it, it's 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 sort of a slow paced sort of almost like a detective movie kind of with like um, <laughs> it's it's very like investigatory and stuff. And then it's like oh no, it's a straight up monster movie. It's awesome. Yeah, like, it was, like, before that, it's very, like, there's a lot of conspiracy to it. It looks at, like, the relations between the U.S. and Canada. Because, I mean, Incha, girl, you have a Canada fetish. I don't know if you know that, but this is, like, a Canada exploitation film. Honestly, honestly, I did not know that this was set in Canada until I was, like... 21 years old and i was just like oh oh no and then like when billy pointed it out again i was like oh oh no (laughs) 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 like it's not subtle either it takes place in a military base in manitoba the first murder they go in to describe how he went to the university of toronto and was a french canadian (laughs) And then there's, like, conspiracy that has to do with the dairy industry. Yeah, it and, like, randomly peppered throughout the cast are people either with thick, almost ridiculous Canadian accents or doing Canadian accents. Because, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Barbara or whatever? Her husband or boyfriend? Whoever he was, when he comes in and he sees uh, Jeff Cummings uh, sniffing around, he's like, Oh, what are you doing about my wife? <laughs> He's like, like, very, lays it on super thick. I think one of my favorite examples of that is is a character known as Pete Pearson. (laughs) Who was my favorite character in the film. He worked at the nuclear base, and he's the one who they call to say that, like, they need to amp up the nuclear power. And he warns them against it, but he does so in such a casual way. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot yeah, there's a lot of very casual, polite, um trying to dissuade someone instead of arguing against them, like, oh that's a good idea, but have you thought about this though? <laughs> I love the Fargo accent that comes out. Yes, which which well, really so like, if we're honest, is not in this film at all. Nobody really goes like, Oh hey dear. But like Pete Pearson at one point goes, Huh, well, it's your funeral. Mine too, I suppose. But he's got this smile the entire time. Like, everyone's just pleasant. 
Yeah. He's just happy to get a phone call. Incha, it's your movie. Can you tell us what this movie is about? Okay. Um, so Fiend Without a Face was made in 1958, and it is about the U.S., like, a U.S. military base kind of, like, lands itself upon Winthrop, 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 whatever, Manitoba, Canada, and when whatever it's called is not real, please don't look that up on a map, it's not a place that is in Canada, Manitoba is, Winthrop is not. Anyway, but there have been, like, some strange deaths occurring in the town from, like, these weird invisible forces, and everybody's trying to figure out what's happening with it. And it's just a grand old time when you figure out what's doing it, because this scientist guy is all sneaky and stuff, and nothing good happens after that. Yeah, Professor <laughs> Professor Walgate, he was my boy, I liked him. <laughs> Actually, my favorite character was early on the the doctor doing the autopsy or whatever, because I think he's the first person who says mental vampires. He's like, it's as if there was yes. some mental vampire. And then later on, I don't, I can't remember, but I don't think Professor Walgate was even in that scene. But later on, he's like, I happen to make mental vampires. And I was like, so mental vampires is just a thing in this universe. It's like, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, you know, mental vampires. Everybody's heard of them. Oh, and the main character's name is Major Cummings, which is amazing. <laughs> I mean, right? like, yeah, that is a very, like, B-movie name if I've ever heard one. Because this is such a B-movie. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, like, literally a B-movie. Because yeah. was it, it, I think it was, it played after a Karloff film or something? But that's... Right. Yeah, The Hunter Strangler. Like, it was on the same bill as The Hunter Strangler. And, fun fact, they had, like, at the New York City, I forgot what the theater was called, yeah. the Rialto Theater, Um, they had, like, this weird, like, they had, like, The Fiend in a box, like, in a glass box with, like, a motor under it so, like, you can have The Fiend's Ooh. tail wig and the, mo like, and the groans and the grumbles that The Fiend does, and they had to stop it two weeks later because the police were like, yo, this traffic like, is bananas. people were, like, flocking to it? <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. And so the police had to shut it down? Like, this is too popular! <laughs> Cop comes in and shoots. No one can <laughs> do a thing this much. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't in Canada? Because... No, it was in New York. They tried to do it in Canada. And they tried to do it in... I think they tried to do yeah, it, like... Because like, it's it was, a British it's film. It's a British production, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats, Billy. It's okay. a British production. About, a British production about a U.S. Air Force base set in Canada. <laughs> it's global, baby! And it was, um, and this whole thing was based off of a short story by, um, this woman named, like, Am Amelia Reynolds, Reynolds Long. There we go. Because I can't say Reynolds, I have to say, no, uh, I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, cool. Anyway, but it was called The Thought Monster. And it was, like, published in, like, this weird, it was, yeah, it was published in Weird Tales, which was, like, mm -hmm. this Pulp Fiction mm -hmm. magazine. And she was like, yeah. Maybe I'll sell this. And the, her literary agent was like, <laughs> no, you're selling this. Like, you're doing it. And then we're going to make a whole bunch of money off of it. Except for you, because, you know, you're a woman. I mean, I, 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 I noticed and I liked the fact that it was written by a woman. Um, that, I think that's the yeah. best part about it. No offense to dudes. 
Well, because I mean, stuff, real but... realistically, like I think the um, the female character in the film is probably like one of the strongest characters in it. At the beginning, she's the only one being like, "Yeah, my brother wrote down the times of the takeoffs of your planes." Just because it was bothering our cows. Uh, yeah, I liked her a lot. I wish she got more to do, you know what I mean? Like, But even, like, I was paying attention to her in, in uh, the background of scenes, and she was, like, eye-rolling and shaking her head at, like, these dudes who were, who were just, like, yeah. talking shit that don't know anything about mental vampires. And she's just like, oh, you boys. Yeah, because, like, it's kind <laughs> of like all the other characters in the film get distracted from what's actually happening. Like the like the town is blaming the air force base. The air force base is too busy defending yeah, itself. Yeah, I like that scene where the townsfolk are all outside and everyone's like chiming in with a theory or an accusation. It's hilarious. I yeah. well, I thought it was <laughs> funny. At the, one of my favorite parts was like near, near the very beginning when uh, Major Cummings is very upset that people keep being found dead near the air force base, and he's like <laughs> swigging whiskey, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, these goddamn bodies <laughs> outside. Now I got to deal with this. What's going on?" It's hilarious. It's like, yeah, that's your job. It's very upsetting that these people are dead. Just do something. But he's like, oh, God, now I gotta deal with this. I'm the victim. Um, for a while in this movie, like, I honestly thought that the monsters were going to be invisible. The whole time. Because you do get a lot of scenes of, like, people being attacked and just, like, like grasping their throats and falling back. And I'm like, all right, I get this. We're low budget. They definitely are without a face. Yeah. I can see this happening. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> Technically, that fulfills the promise of the title if they're completely invisible. But then you get to the end of the film. Oh, it's, it's amazing. I was so excited when, when they show yeah. up and they're like wormy brains <laughs> with uh, tentacles and like eye stalks. I was like, this is amazing. It's, Isn't it was that so kind of cool? And honestly, they're puppeteered pretty well. The effects, like, were, or, the effects were fantastic. Yeah, it yeah. was probably, it was stop motion, right? Stop motion or puppeteered? It looked, yeah, it looked like Yeah, it was stop motion, yeah. It was stop motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And I think it worked to uh, its advantage that they're invisible. As silly as the whole concept is, obviously. it It's really effective that you know we don't see them at all and then they show up and because it's so weird and we haven't really caught a glimpse of them at all um yeah. you sort of overlook that it's silly and it's just straight up weird and creepy i really liked it yeah it was cool like if they showed that like right before the opening credits of the film you'd be like all right i guess this is what we're gonna deal with yeah like if you had sort of more time to think of it, if there was more downtime once you had seen them you'd sort of be like Oh, that doesn't make any sense. This is this is really weird. Not good. Mm-hmm. But it it's like as soon as you see them, it's ratcheted up enough that you're like, no, these things are legit. They're gonna suck your brains out. These are mental vampires. They're gonna get you. Yeah, and there are so many of them by that point. <laughs> yeah, like I think the fact that they are attacking oh all mass yeah. is what makes them freaky. Also, that they can grab like hammers. <laughs> yeah, they were very efficient. Yes. legit grabbed it and then broke wood and then i was like why aren't you covering the fireplace because one came down the like, fireplace was close the flu <laughs> i wanted more for these people i wanted these people to be smarter but they weren't no not at they all. weren't but i mean major cummings just wanted done with it all he's like oh great now i gotta shoot these goddamn brain things i'm over it i'm done with this <laughs> Yeah, although I'm still a little hazy on how they actually worked, because 
they say all throughout the film, oh, the base isn't, like, making people radiated, there's no radiation going on, and then when the old man describes it, it's like, oh, well, they survive on the ambient radioactivity. Yeah. He's like, there's tons of radiation in these things, love it. Uh, yeah, I don't, there was a huge (laughs) exposition dump where the professor goes over how they were made. Like, like the last 15 minutes of the film, essentially, is when he's like, Oh, you meddling <laughs> kids have found me out. Let me tell you how I did it. Yeah. But let me tell you, it's not my fault. No, he takes, he takes some, he, yeah. Yeah, he takes he, kind of he full says flat out at one it. point, he's like, just remember, like, none of these deaths are on my hands. <clears throat> well, I mean, I think those, that was for legal purposes. He was just like, on the record, I cannot state that these deaths are my fault, but. <laughs> it was a weird part of the film for me that I don't even think that, like, I don't, I don't, I really don't think that they address anymore was, do you remember, like, when the guy with the white, like, he had white hair, I, re- I forgot his name, but, like, he was sitting, like, the, the head of the table, but then he was inside of the house, and he was yeah, like, the, I gotta get guy, out of here! The freak like, out guy who's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like like and on the back of his neck, right? Or like mental vampire wounds. And it was kind of like, are we not are, is no nobody's going to address that because the guy touched them too. And he was kind of like, oh, there's there's blood on my hands and there's a gaping wound in the back of this guy. So we're not gonna we're not we're not gonna come back to the part where they suck your brain out or Maybe it was no? communists. That's fine? Yeah, it was probably communists. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that makes sense. <laughs> it was yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> right? blood's red, communists are red, it makes sense. That does check out, Billy. Yeah. I did like that this it, it, that it was uh all based on sort of like atomic panic right like this post nuclear yeah but and and i i you know we mentioned the communists but i like the fact that that like there was really no cold war in it whatsoever no it was strictly the dangers of like any atomic power you know well actually Mm -hmm. specifically american because the americans were not on their soil like they were they were on canadian soil right so yeah yeah yeah, so that was interesting. I agree. I like that it wasn't really about the Cold War so much as about this is some crazy power you guys get, and you could create mental vampires if you're not. Was it really even like U.S. versus Canada? It really seemed more like like the military, the government versus this like small town community. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like it. Yeah, so we're gonna fuck yeah. up all your cows. <laughs> yeah, we hate this tiny town, and we're gonna mm. let you know. So we've devoted an entire nuclear reactor just to... <laughs> just to fuck with your cows. We want the cows yeah. like yours and we didn't get them. We so want your milk to be yours. quality poor. <laughs> I, I really liked this, the, just the sound of her voice early on in the film as she's describing all the different qualities of the cow's milks. You like that? <laughs> I don't know. She was just very calming in that scene to me. Yeah. Do you like I could listen to her talk about cows all day? Do you like those uh, ASMR videos? Do you listen to those? <laughs> A little, Billy. Those are the sex perverts. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh. yeah, that's right. Exactly. 
Just going through my notes, <laughs> the dialogue in this film is amazing. There's this one scene where um, where uh, the military officer is driving Barbara home, and he's, like, trying to discuss his frustrations, and he goes, I'm human here, we're all human, we're not monsters from outer space. <laughs> and I'm like, well, foreshadowing much? <laughs> But no, he wasn't no. foreshadowed. <laughs> no. Never comes. These were not monsters. <laughs> I was so ready for monsters from outer space. Yeah, it had a lot of um, very fifties like folksy dialogue. I'm no parlor diplomat. I'm an army man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> well, how British is that line? And they got, like, a non-British... Like, no one would say parlor diplomat. Good point. That's probably why it <laughs> sounded so off. I really uh, liked, actually... There was a some good dialogue in the scene where the professor is laying it all out for everybody. Like, when he's describing after the mental vampires escaped in the lab, and he's like, I could sense their presence even though they weren't there and that they were growing stronger. I thought it was very effectively creepy, like just the way it was shot and the way it was described. It was really cool. Also, you know, the first thing I thought of when, because uh, I had never seen this before, um, but it had been recommended to me several times, so I was like, oh, finally I get to watch this. And it was very much my shit. I love this movie. Um, but the first thing I thought of <laughs> when the fiends became visible was the iron giant <laughs> when uh when hogarth or whatever is watching tv there's like an old sci-fi movie on and right. it's the it's like a brain escaping a jar and it's i think it's got eye stalks and it looks exactly like these things so i'm assuming that was like a well, i mean it <gasps> is like the most b-movie design for a monster it's very, yeah, it's very cool, is what you yeah. say. There's a reason, I mean, because this is a, this is a <laughs> Criterion Collection film. Yep. Right? This is worthy of archival for all times in the history Weird. of cinema. Goddamn right it is. <laughs> <laughs> what do you specifically like film. about it, Incha? Because you're, you're being a little quiet. This is your film. I like, I know, I like hearing about, like, I like hearing you guys talk about it because... Like for like forever, I've never ever ever had anybody be like, "Yeah, you should sit down and watch this movie. Just watch this right here. Just don't don't mind what's on the cover. Just watch that right there." And no, and then when they did, I didn't have friends anymore. So it's okay. Honestly, I kind of didn't know what to expect because I knew it was a Criterion movie, but I got confused, and I was thinking of the cover for Eyes Without a Face. That's a good movie, too. That is a good movie. But, I mean, there are there are just two without-a-face movies in the collection. So that's your issue. <laughs> it's easy to confuse the two. So this was a very different movie than what I right. thought I was watching. <laughs> no, I get you. Mm -hmm. But... There was a so weird romance scene in this movie, too. Yo, there were a couple yeah. of yeah. weirdly horny scenes in this movie. <laughs> Like, there, we saw a shocking amount of Barbara when she gets out of the yeah. shower. For, like, a 50s movie, she's like, oh, and she can't <laughs> hold the towel on. She's like, oh, how do I, how do I work a towel? It's very Also, weird. how is that, And like, then the very... Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, like, how is that your promotional material, too? We're gonna put Barbara with a towel on the cover of everything. <laughs> it's very weird. Like, uh, keep going, sorry. <laughs> And then at the very, very end of the film, 
it's it's like a bunch of weird Bond jokes about like, oh, don't wear her out, like have fun, you go fuck that lady. It's very weird. <laughs> like as they're streaming out of the house, they're like, oh, I know what you guys are gonna do. It's very weird. Yeah, we're gonna grieve our friends who died. Yeah, a lot of people died. And, they're just like, oh, and they just did not like they left the body in the house. That body's still in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fiends might have dissolved, but the people like they didn't. literally stepped over that body. It was just like ho ho ho, Barbara and Jeff. <laughs> Let's find you that tiny tower. Then we got a room upstairs. And we'll we'll gently lay that over the exposed skull of this man. I mean, whatever your kink is, you can put the towel over the exposed man and then do whatever you need on oh, top of it, but yourself Barbara. <laughs> I like how in that scene with the towel, though, like, the music kind of swells up almost to, like, like, like one of those, like, Rock Hudson movies, like, oh. Like the last bit of the film, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, it's just so tonally dissonant with everything else that happens. Yes. Yes, it it's very weird. It's very weird. But, and it, the weirdest part is that there's only a couple of scenes like that. And it's like, I don't know. There wasn't really much of a romance developed between Barbara no, and No, uh, not at all. I mean, there was a scene where he, odd. like, punched out her boyfriend slash husband slash yeah. brother. I don't know what his connection was. <laughs> I just know he did yeah, not. Yeah, whoever that All I wrote Canadian down guy. was... <laughs> Uh, Howard hates the army man, and they both know how to take a punch. Because they land some blows <laughs> yeah. on each other. They do just full-on backswing, like, old 50s-style haymakers. One to each other's <laughs> face, and then they both just, like, shrug yeah. it off. Some That's nice how it worked back then. cinematography moments, if I can bring it out. I loved when they were in, essentially, like, the war room. And you just saw, like, everybody sitting at their panels and these gigantic shadows out behind them. Yeah. That... Yeah, there's, there was some really nice uh, black and white yeah. cinematography. Yeah. Like, the, I really like the lighting and the blocking on um, the autops after the autopsy <laughs> scene when the doctor's, like, telling him what he thinks. It was, it was staged really nice. Ooh, and when he goes into that creepy uh, basement tomb area... It was very oddly, like, gothic. It was cool. Yeah, that's such a pretty scene. Well, like, not yeah. because he got locked in a thing, but that's such a pretty scene. <laughs> it is. It's, it is. I got to admit, though, on the whole, this film, the pacing wasn't my favorite. It, it, yeah. Until those last 15 minutes really hit, it is a slow film. And I think you have a big chunk in the middle where not a lot happens, which, I mean, I'm kind of conflicted on, because I like how it's kind of just dialogue -y, the military versus the country folk, like, trying to get each other out of each other's faces. But it did drag a bit for me. Did either of you experience that? Or am I just a cretin who doesn't know how to watch a movie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's cretin? <laughs> uh... Where was Chris uh, Pratt? I, <laughs> I, I, don't, uh, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I didn't mind it. Um, but I feel like it would have maybe gone a little smoother if the characters were beefed up just a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like, it was hard to really give a shit about anybody <laughs> for yeah. a little bit. 
And you so know, when that's all they're you asking you to do, to it's them. a bit hard. Yeah. 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 But I generally I didn't I didn't mind at all the the pace. But I, I definitely see what where you're coming from. Like even if they trim like five minutes yeah, be, from the minute Because it's not a long movie. Yeah. It's only like an hour fourteen, but it felt longer to me. Is it an yeah. hour? 14? Yeah, it is. I thought it was an hour. It's really it's is really it? short. Yeah. Like I feel like if they all right, well maybe it felt longer, than <laughs> than but that like, makes if sense. If they cut too. out like most of the military phone calls, I feel like I like it would have probably been a little bit smoother because like those transitions killed me watching it the first time. I was like, I don't need to know what Dick is going to do to Harry in the middle of what Tom says to George. Like I don't care. Yeah. Like I just don't. But then Barbara comes on the screen, and I'm just like, okay, I'm happy now. Mm-hmm. This is fine. Everything's fine. You can't cut the Pete Pearson scenes, though, because... Oh, no. No, no we're not no. going to I don't know. Pete just, just, I don't know. Like, he's like a prototypical Bob Saget in just his, <laughs> his kindly demeanor. And I feel like it's not the kind of person you want running your nuclear operation. But by gum, he's the no. best guy they've got. What did you say he says when he, like, puts it on full power he's or like, whatever? It, it's your funeral and mine yeah which is insane because that's the yeah exactly <laughs> that's, he's very like blasé about yeah. his death I mean, he I gets know. on the phone with somebody else it's like yeah i know but it's in order <laughs> that's exactly what they're not <laughs> what did you guys think about it being like the goriest film ever <laughs> it was hilarious yeah, um, I was just listening to the last episode and I heard Mike's review oh not Mike's review but the review you read out of that old book what the yeah. hell that wasn't a gory movie at all <laughs> thank you I, I feel like for the time I'm sure it was what? Um, and I thought the effects were fantastic at the end like when the thing's dissolving when the the food is like after it's been shot it was very very cool so i was like i could see how that would be gross i can see how it was but it's very laughable now (laughs) obviously look back at it as like this crazy x-rated gory violent like oh it's it's, i don't i don't know (laughs) yeah like yeah the brains themselves and them dissolving that i can see as being a bit gory but on the whole, like, you don't even really... See, like, you see people choking. Choking isn't gory. Yeah, there's a lot of choking. Yeah. Um, Do we get very many shots of, like, where people's brains have been pulled out? No. No, not one yeah. that I can think of. Yeah. I mean, like, there's if you count... There's an autopsy. Yeah. <laughs> and if you count, um... What's his name when he, like, rises from the dead, but you can't really count him because his brain didn't show? Because yeah. he just kind of stood in the council room and was like, Sup guys, I'm yeah. back. What like, happened there? Was he a zombie? Or did they like half take out his brain? Yeah, I think they like half sucked him out. And then was he, he was just was like, Was he oh. just too dumb to steal a real brain from? Maybe. Was that what they were trying to say? He did go off by himself. That's like horror movie 101 of things you shouldn't do. Yeah. So he, he should probably should have got killed. But this was the 50s. Things were, the rules were different. As long as you didn't make a Dracula, you were usually safe in a horror movie. Yeah. 
I'll show you ankles. Have, they didn't have you those. Don't make a yeah. Dracula, Michael. You make a Frankenstein. You visit a Dracula. No, you you want a Frankenstein in the streets and a Dracula in the sheets. No. <laughs> no, you make Draculas. Dracula makes other little. Dracula versions. makes Draculas. You don't make Dracula. If yeah. you make a Dracula, you're already want, a Dracula. To, so baby. you're fine. I'm you're not, King Dracula. I'm not saying I'm going to. I don't want to make a Dracula. I never said was I there did. Ever, don't put was words there ever in a movie called King Dracula? Because that could work. Yeah, it's when Dracula bit King Kong. And, uh, <laughs> and he comes back as a giant ape. I'm into things. it. I don't want that to be David Bowie. What's a Dracula Bowie. <laughs> into the Night. Did you like this better than Into the uh... Night, though? You could say no. No. It's fine. <laughs> the, the pacing got to me. You could say yes, I, too. <laughs> I enjoy Into the Night all the way through, whereas Fiend Without yeah. a Face, I feel like I enjoyed the beginning and the end, specifically. Right. Because I think when I watch a film, a big thing for me is, is characters and watching actors interact. And so Fiend Without a Face didn't quite do it for me because it was, it was all a concept. You could tell it was based on a story. Especially in that final, like, expositional wrap-up. Mm-hmm. A lot of movies are based on stories. Yeah. I meant, like, <laughs> like it kept <laughs> its prose. Billy, what you, wait, Billy, Billy, what you just said was, I like a movie <laughs> with actors and characters, and that you found fault because this was based on a story. <laughs> So, I'm not really sure what you complained about. <laughs> Maybe it's just me, but for me, I, I like movies with actors. It's too much <laughs> and where those actors talk to other people. And not enough on its execution. In a yes, script wise way. I think its production values were right on the money for where it needed to be. But it didn't have yes. zing. Okay. That makes sense. Now. Yep, I get it. What did you think, Itcha? Was it better or worse than Into the Night? Um, they like I can't even say that they're they're so different because like Into the Night was like super fun and all the stuff, and this was like super B movie. But like you can, oh, I can also argue that like Into the Night is like really B movie too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it's they're very different. They're like it's like comparing apples and dictionaries. They're not anywhere close to each other, really. Um, <laughs> I just like that comparison of apples and dictionaries. Which one? Um, which one do you prefer, Michael? Uh, I like apples. Um, <laughs> most of the I'm pretty good at spelling, so I don't usually. Have oh, to. The best um, uh, this one because I would it would I would say. Uh, like them both, obviously, but um, uh, I just dig 50s sci-fi a lot more than, I guess, Into the Night films. And I would say the pacing kind of uh, was off for me in Into the Night um, at the beginning. Okay. It, it, was a little, it was a little too slow to get into it, I would say. Um, so I had sort of the same problem you had with this one with the previous one. Yeah. But uh Do you think that this was a good film to represent the 50s in the same way that Into the Night represents the 80s? 
I would say yes. As good as probably not the best film, because there are tons <laughs> of great sci-fi movies that would represent that sort of atomic age, 50s type sci-fi movie that might represent it better. But it's definitely, it's a very good contender, I would say, for being representative of 50s mm-hmm. movies. It's also a bit of a precursor, right? Because apparently it was hella violent back then. And, mm-hmm. you know, the 60s only got more and more violent as far as what movies were allowed to show. So it's kind of a, it's a granddaddy. <laughs> <laughs> what did Into the Night ever give us, huh? <laughs> Gave us Max goddamn <laughs> No, it didn't. I feel like he was probably born <laughs> Incha, do you have other films you would recommend that are similar to Fiend Without a Face? Like, what are the other... Um... Atomic Age films out there worth watching. Oh my god, I actually wrote this down. Why did I write this down? I was actually really proud of myself this episode because I'm like, write stuff down! Anyway, okay. Um, so, these all come from like the 1950s anyway. Um, the Crawling Eye. Uh, Attack of the Crab Monsters. Um, I would say It, the terror from Beyond Space because that movie's just like completely wild. I would say The Crawling Hand because... <laughs> the crawling hand. Um, Island of Terror. The Haunted Strangler, just because of the fact that like it played on a double bill. And I'm like, if you're going to see Fiend Without a Face, you might as well see The Haunted Strangler too to get the experience of awesomeness that is it. Um, I would honestly say The Fly, which I know is a weird like thing to be like, yeah, watch that because Fiend Without a Face. But like, well, that, that connects feature. it back to, to Into the Night. Because you yeah, go from Fiend Without a Face to The Fly to The Fly to Into the Night. I don't, I don't want to talk about Jeff Goldblum. Um, also, uh, there was one more. There was one more. Oh, my God. Um, oh, it came from out of space because it came from out of space. Right. Um, I, wrote down, I, I wrote down a couple, too. What are yours? Do you have, do you have any that Incha already similar? said? Uh, no, actually. I don't think yes. so. I may have zoned out trying to find where I where I had them, but um, I don't believe so. Uh, a couple that are sort of a similar vein. Um, the Day the Earth Stood Still. Oh, yeah. uh, um, the Thing from Another World. The War of the Worlds. Um, the Quatermass Experiment. And X, the man with X-ray eyes, <gasps> which is a 60s movie, but it's still very, very That's good. That's such a good movie. Sorry, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> uh, those were pretty much, those were the, I just wrote down a few, but those were the ones. I'm also, I wrote down for me personally to check out uh, some of the movies that were produced by the dude who did this, um, Richard Gordon. Yeah. The Haunted Strangler, Corridors of Blood, The Atomic Submarine, and First Man in Disgrace. <laughs> So I'm going to try to track those Was, was that two separate movies, like that, or was that just on. one? The Atomic Submarine and The First Man in Space? Uh, those were oh, two fuck. separate I, movies. I want it to be it, one. It sounds like, a, you guys... sounds like a very good concept album for like a prog rock band. <laughs> Wait, you guys have never seen Corridors of Blood? No. No, I've never seen Corridors of Blood. Oh, where is my notebook? Yeah. Put that down. Write this down. <laughs> Uh, you gotta watch. I'm, I might make us do a Quatermass movie just to force Billy to watch. <laughs> <one of them. laughs> 
he I, you would dig it i think it's got uh better pacing than this movie i think so perfect i like it there are characters there are actors playing part <laughs> It was, unfortunately, Billy, unfortunately. Is it based on a story? It was oh. based on a story. I'm sorry. I'm so I like sorry. real movies. Yeah. Oh, also, one um, other movie is The Thing. Yeah. I feel like The Thing would be such a great comparison to this, especially from the... Yeah, well, I know... I... Sorry. No, especially from just, like, the creature of it all. <laughs> hmm Yeah, when one of them was, uh crawling along the floor i was like man this looks exactly like when norris's head falls off <laughs> and it grows like eye stalks and it starts crawling along the floor oh, i also think i feel Billy, like tim burton movie? and sam raimi were super influenced by this movie the stop motion especially like the effects oh totally they seem very R- raimi yeah. and burton. <laughs> i can definitely see that so what's our what's our overall verdict we would we rewatch this movie I have plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> I have no choice by now. Good point. You have no choice. I have no choice by now. <laughs> it's just like my Max. Is weird... It's just like my Max Landis specials. I need to keep rewatching them. 